so we're talking about living under an open heaven and with the subtitle the message of Christ so I have a little trivia question for you what was the message of Christ what was the thing that he came to preach to us That's not fair. I told her at lunch. But what is the, we usually say that Jesus came to preach salvation, right? We, we, come, we, we hear that he says, I want to heal those. I'm, I've come to heal you, to, to minister to you. But really, the real message is that he came to preach the kingdom of God. Let's look at this. Now, John, after he was put in prison, this is Mark 1, 14 through 15, uh, John the Baptist, Jesus came to Galilee preaching what? The gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So we're not too familiar with this term kingdom, are we? Because we have a president. We don't have kings here. But what does a king do? He rules, he reigns, he brings decrees, he brings ordinances, he establishes the language we're supposed to speak. He, whatever he uh, decrees, that's what's supposed to happen. Is that not right? But we're not used to that. We're used to democracy. Well, let's vote on it. Well, there's no voting in the kingdom of God. It's what he's established. He brings to this place a territory. What territory is he coming to? He's coming to earth. Remember? He said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus has been waiting a long time to come to this earth and say, you know what? The kingdom that was lost when Adam sold his, uh, his uh, authority to Satan, I'm come to reestablish it. The kingdom of God is at hand. I'm here now. I'm here to make what is in heaven come to this earth. So what's in heaven? Well, there's peace, there's joy, there's righteousness, there's, there's no sickness, there's no lack. Everything that is in heaven, God says, I want it to come here. He said, I want to preach the kingdom of God so that you, you can have all that, that is promised to you. Remember in the garden, Jesus, or the Lord said to Adam, let or, he spoke and said, let us make man in our image that he may have dominion over the works of our hands. Dominion means like kingdom, rule, reign. But then Adam sold out to the devil. He got tricked. How many of you ever get tricked by the devil? Does he ever trick you? Yeah. He tell you, you know, you ought to do this. You ought to be happy with this. And then you try it and you go like, mm, that wasn't right. Mm-mm. I never should have dated that person. That, that was not... <laughs> In fact, we were talking at Bible study, and one girl said that a, a boy called her up and wanted to, you know, spend some time with her, and the Lord said, no, don't do it. And guess what? He said, she, he's going to break your heart. And guess what happened? He broke her heart, because the Lord knows what's supposed to happen before it happens. But the devil tricks us. It looks good to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so we, we can't be tricked, so we can't blame Adam for his sin, right? We sin all the time, we mess up, we should know better, and we don't, but God said, I've come. He was waiting so long to come here and to be able to 
uh, talk to us. But so the kingdom of God, when it comes, it's not a, a physical territory. It's a, a spiritual, invisible uh, kingdom. So that wherever you are, on your job, at your home, in your neighborhood, uh, in your family, you're supposed to bring the kingdom of God. You're supposed to set up uh, a, a, a spiritual haven for people to be able to come in and rest. Is that not so? At your job, you're not supposed to be influenced by them. You're supposed to influence them. Amen? Amen? I've been there at my job for a while. I influence them. I tell them, listen to this CD. Have you prayed? Have you talked to God? Let me pray for you. Let me, let's do something spiritual. And I bring a whole atmosphere of what God wants to bring to them, not, oh, okay, well, we're, I just live in the world and whatever the world wants. No, 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 no. We have to take charge and be in command of situations that we're, we're facing. Is that not right? Jesus said, when you pray, pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that's what we have to do. Let's look at this second slide. So Jesus said, now when it was day, he departed and went into a deserted place, and the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them because he was multiplying the loaves and the fishes. He was healing the sick. They said, don't leave. Stay here. We want you here. But he said, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also because for this purpose I have been sent. Why was he sent? To preach the kingdom of God. Why are we here? to preach the kingdom of God. Healing is just a part of the kingdom. Peace of mind is just a part of the kingdom. When you go to your relative's house, you have to bring something uh, from the kingdom of God so that they can you know, grab hold of it and be part of it so that they're, they're just not being um, you know, caught away by the world. Let's see this next scripture. Or this, there's Jesus, isn't he beautiful? I must preach the kingdom of God. That's what we need to do. Next scripture. Now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village preaching and bringing the, the glad tidings. You know what? We have that expression. Bring it, baby. Bring it. That's what Jesus wants us to do. Bring the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the 12 were with him. Let's see that. that uh, oh, okay. Not yet. Then he called us. And it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom. And the 12 were with him. Do we... Do that one already? Yeah, Luke 9, 1, 12, 1, 2. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all the demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to what? Preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So he said he has to uh, bring the kingdom of God to this world. In what? Power and authority. What's the difference between power and authority? Authority means you have the, you're authorized to make something happen. The power is that you, are, you have the power to be able to make it happen. Yes. Like, like a policeman. A policeman has a badge, right? And you know when he's directing traffic? He's got this badge. He says, come on this way, go this way, do all that stuff. He has the authority to act in that position, but he doesn't have the power. If the car says, I don't want to go that way, guess what? He, he, can't, he can't do anything about it. Amen. The car is going to run him over. But we have the authority in the name of Jesus to cast out demons, to cast out uh, sickness and everything. And if it doesn't go, we still have the power to make it happen. I can remember one time I was praying for this guy that had, he was hearing voices and uh, he was hearing demons and everything. And I went to his house and I prayed over him. And 
it didn't go up. It didn't leave. The, the demons didn't leave. So I called my friend. I said, you know what? The, the demon, I, I'm not having any success here. The demons are not leaving. She said to me, they have to leave. Oh, that's right. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I said, demons, you get out of here in the name of Jesus. Amen. We have power and authority to cast out. Now, we, the Bible says we have been translated out of the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. We have to move out of that influence that we see in the world, out of the, 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 the cosmos, the, the world system. You know, if you watch TV nowadays, you think it's, there's a big discrepancy between what we believe and what we see on TV. Did you know that? <laughs> I mean, on TV, you can do anything you want to do. You can have premarital sex. You can, you can do anything. You can drink. You can do anything you want. It's okay. But that's not the way the kingdom of God is. We have to be translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So let's see this uh, next scripture. So Jesus got his disciples together and he wanted to tell them, go preach the kingdom. He said, don't go get souls. That's not what he said. He said, preach the kingdom of God to overtake, to have dominion, to establish. It's kind of like when, when I got married and uh, I had furniture and my wife had furniture. And you know whose furniture stayed, right? She, she, she took dominion. <laughs> the two shall be one, and hers was the one. <laughs> so we have to know that we have to, um, we're supposed to come into situations and in uh, circumstances that we have dominion over. Next scripture. So, in Luke 12, 32, it says, Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to what? Give you the kingdom. Kingdom. I'm trying to, this is a, t a hard thing to comprehend because we, we don't know about kingdom. We don't think about kingdom. We just think about, okay, well, are we saved? Are we healed? But the kingdom of God encompasses all that and lets us know that we are inhabitants of the kingdom. So there's a king, and guess what? There's a royal family. Guess, isn't that what we are? the royal family, we're kings and priests unto God. So in a royal family, you have all the uh, privileges and the rights that has been bestowed upon us because we're a king. Now, I work at a place, uh, Kaiser, and they have a union contract. So they negotiate a union contract, and whenever they negotiate, everybody benefits from what the contract says. So if the contract says, that we all get raises, we all get raises, everybody. So the latest contract, we all get raises every, every year for three years. There's no, uh, uh, they were gonna uh, um, make us pay for health insurance, they didn't do that. They were gonna make us not have lifetime health benefits, they didn't do that. But it's for everybody, it didn't pick and choose. So guess what, in the kingdom of God, we're in the royal family, you have everything that God has left to us through Jesus Christ. We're co-heirs. Inherit in, in, we've inherited what God has given to us through Jesus. Everything that Jesus was, we are. So we're not supposed to say, oh, well, Lord, uh, I hope, I wish that you would heal this person. Or, Lord, I wish that you would prosper me. Or, Lord, no. We're supposed to be dominating, establishing the kingdom of God. We're supposed to be ruling and reigning in this life, right? 
Next scripture says, Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is where? It's in you. You're carrying the kingdom of God. You're carrying the culture of what God wants to happen in this earth. Amen? So we're supposed to take charge of situations. We're not supposed to let them take charge of us. The kingdom of God. So it's, it's move, the kingdom of God moves with, with where you move. For instance, you know, I'm Italian, so I eat Italian food wherever I go. <laughs> that's my culture. That's, that's what I know. If I go to New York, I go eat Italian food. In fact, there's a lot of Italians there that created their own little city. What do they call it? Italy. Little Italy, right? Yeah. Here they call it, uh, for the Chinese people, Chinatown. They're creating their own kingdom within the kingdom of the United States. You know, and, and when I pastored a Filipino church, they love rice. Wherever they go, they have to have rice. If they don't have rice, they can't live. We went on a retreat, and uh, as a, uh, it was a family retreat, and they didn't have rice there, you know, what they cooked. Uh, they, they served potatoes and, you know, all kinds of starches, but no rice. So what did the Filipinos do? That's three days without rice. What did they do? They got in the car, they went down the hill, they got themselves some rice, and they brought it up. The next year, they brought their own rice cooker. There's no way are we going to be left out with what we know is ours. We're establishing our kingdom right here. Amen? When I was with them, I always ate rice. I was in that kingdom. But when we went on vacation, wherever we went, I didn't eat rice. I ate spaghetti. I ate raviolis. I ate lasagna. Right? And so when I came back, they said, well, where did you eat? And I told them, you know, all the Italian names. And they go, did you have any rice? No, I didn't have any rice. Didn't even come into my mind. <laughs> so wherever you go, you bring the culture with you. Is that not true? So let's see. Do we have this here? Now, we'll get to that later. I think we're going to do this. So I want to set this up while Sean gets it set up. We have uh, people that go around in the world, and they, um, they, bring, they bring the kingdom of God to the streets. Can you believe that? They, they say, we need to prevail in the community, not just in the church, and go to people that need healing in their bodies and pray a simple prayer and let God be God and let him be God to the people. And they have dominion, they have power, not just uh, in word only, but in demonstration. So we're gonna show this guy here, his name is Thomas Fisher, and he goes around all around the world, and he does these incredible miracles of people by just pulling them out and telling them, hey, I'm a minister, and I uh, pray for people, and God heals them, would you like prayer? And they have incredible, like blind eyes open, uh, backs being healed, scoliosis, heart murmurs, all these things that happen. And it's just a simple prayer. It's not like, okay, let's intercede, grab hands, let's do this for a half hour. Just so simple, it's almost like embarrassingly simple. And, I, and, and so I've been doing this. I've been doing it at, at work, and I've been doing it 
Yeah, mainly at work. But one lady had uh, fibromyalgia, if I said it right. And uh, I prayed for her. She said just waves of healing just kept coming over her body for over an hour. And, now, and then she, so, she said she's just walking up right now. She has no more pain or anything. And uh, um, she, said I, she said she had to get out of the mindset that I have to take this because she used to walk like this in pain. You know, she'd just shuffle. She'd have to have a chair to move her to go to a meeting. And so now she just walks freely because God healed her. Now, I prayed for her a, a few times before, and nothing happened. But when I started seeing this guy minister, are we at 222? Let's see. Let's turn out the lights, Charlie, and, and see. Why? What? Don't tell me. Were you in a car accident? No. Okay, I was going to But when had that happen? Um, lifting wood. Lifting wood. How long ago was that? Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right now, because that sign was to get your attention. That's crazy. Mark, that feels awesome. 
Wow, that is crazy. Hold that, hold that. I want to explain the gospel to you guys right now, right? About this, check this out. About 2,000 years ago. Okay, Sean. Is that amazing or what? Beautiful, huh? So I li- it's crazy, isn't it crazy? <laughs> so I've been listening to these, you know, over and over again, just to see that, and, and when they're praying, I feel the anointing, and so when I, I go to work or where I go somewhere, I, I feel that anointing, I just pray a real simple prayer, like, that was a, too simple a prayer, isn't it? It was like, okay, kneecap, just be healed in Jesus' name. <laughs> and all of a sudden, this guy's kicking and doing backflips and stuff. Now, Desiree is doing that out in the street. She's, she's uh, privy to this. In fact, she has a friend that knows these guys, and I guess when they come out, we're going to kind of hook up with them. But this is prevalent in, in the body of Christ now. People are doing this all over the world. In fact, in uh, Redding, California, there's a church called Bethel Church, and they teach the youth to go out and do these incredible miracles. And meanwhile, we're just sitting at church, bum, 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 and God's saying, you need to go out, go ye into all the world, right, and preach the gospel, and preach the kingdom is here. It's at hand. It's here right now. Jesus was waiting for this moment when he could come and empower us to go and do these great miracles. Now, maybe you don't do healing. That's okay. But maybe you can bring peace to situations. Maybe you can bring love to situations. Maybe you can bring uh, uh, relationship uh, relationship. Uh, uh, connection again. Darlene was saying she gave a testimony last week about how her father, the Lord, told her to go and apologize to her father, and he did, and it wasn't a big uh, fanfare or anything. He just said, okay, I forgive you. And now he's coming over to the house. He's fixing some things at the house, and he let you pray for him, which he never has done in all of your life. Why? Because the kingdom of God is at hand. She's establishing it through love. Amen? They'll know that we are his disciples because of our love. So make a difference, church. That's what I'm trying to get you to do. Be activated. Allow the Lord to use you wherever you can, whatever uh, ability that he gives you. Usually what the ability is, is wherever you have a need in your own life, you learn how to overcome it, how to be victorious in it, and then you give it to other people. It could be in a marriage relationship. It could be maybe, some, maybe you had to go through some difficulties and you saw God work them out for you. Then you give them to other people. Amen? I mean, I, I th- how many of you have ever had financial difficulties? Anybody in here? Anybody in here had any financial difficulties? Well, you learn how to believe God, how to overcome, and then you tell others, this is how you do it. I believe this scripture, and lo and behold, God came and ministered, and now we have plenty. We don't have any lack. So whatever you've been going through, God's going to use you. So in Acts 1-3, he... Uh, Jesus had come back. He said, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to what? Himself? No, the kingdom of God. Okay, next scripture. Let's look at this. Okay, I I mentioned this before. The the original um, intent of God for man was to have dominion, to take dominion over the works of his hand. Let's look at the next scripture. Psalms 8. This is such a beautiful scripture. I love this scripture. This is David talking. You know, David, 
you know, you would think that he was just left alone and that God wasn't, you know, with him. You ever feel that way? Like, God, do you know where I'm at? Do you see what I'm going through? I'm all alone here. God, where are you? Many years, David was on the backside of the mountain taking care of the sheep. His father didn't respect him, and they didn't, he didn't even include them in the family. When the prophet came, they didn't even call David to the, to the meeting, to the meal. And they looked for someone to anoint as king, and they said, do you have any other sons? They go, no, we don't have it. No. You ever talk about being overlooked? <laughs> No, we don't have any. So, well, what about that guy out there? In the, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, David, David. Yeah, that's right. So David's out there playing his harp, singing to the Lord, taking care of the sheep. Taking care of the sheep was a thankless job. It was hot at, during the day. It was cold at night. It was stinky. You were not appreciated. You had to fight off the wolves and the lions and all that stuff. And you don't, you just, you, in fact, in those days, shepherds were not even allowed to vote. That's how in disregard they were. Can you imagine that? That's almost like being a janitor and, and nobody recognizing you or under, you know, giving you any credit for anything. So he's out there, he's talking to guys. He says, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? He says, I see out there, Lord, that you're up there. I see the stars, the skies, the moon, all these wonderful things that you've created, the planets. What are you that you're mindful of me? that you come and visit us, that you extend yourself. He doesn't have to. God doesn't have to. But he wants to work through men. He wants to work through you. Is that, isn't that fantastic? The more you open up to him, the more he's going to use you. And the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. Are you a man or a woman after God's own heart? Are you pressing in and wanting to be near him, wanting to see his work in you to help people? And you know, we're not, we're not just saved for, so that we can just be saved in ourselves. We're supposed to be saved to help others, to minister to others. I amen? And the next scripture says, For you have made him, man, a little lower than the angels. But actually, that word angels if you look at the translation, is Elohim, which means God. You have made us a little lower than yourself. And you have crowned him with glory and honor and have made him to have what? Dominion over the works of your hands. Paul, I mean, David realized this on the backside of the mountain because he was spending time with God. And when you spend time with God, you feel this unction, you feel this energy, you feel this desire to go and help people. If you don't have that desire, maybe you're not spending enough time with him. Maybe you're not seeing his true nature come on the inside of you. And you have put all things under his feet. Let's see the next scripture. 1 Corinthians 4, 20 says, For the kingdom of God is what? Not in word, but in power. Power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power. Wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. You guys got power? Anybody got power in here? So when you see a situation, what are you supposed to do? Take dominion. Establish the kingdom. God said, I want you to go out there, the manifestation of the sons of God. Go and do something, right? Take charge of situations. Are you, uh, can we do that? Can, can we make a, 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 a project or a homework assignment to say, okay, God, use me in the glory that you want me to use on this earth. Because the Bible says the whole earth is filled with his glory. You know what glory translated means? Kind of interesting. It means weight. The glory is a weight. It's an imprint. 
It's something that makes a, 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 an imprint on your life. So when you, the, the whole earth is filled with this glory, you're supposed to put an imprint on the things that you're involved in. You're supposed to bring some weight to it. You know, like when you got a paper on a, on, a, on, a, on a desk and it starts to blow away, the wind starts, you put a weight on there. When things are blowing around in this world, guess what? You put some weight. God's coming. Mm, the kingdom is here. Praise God. Okay, now we're going to go through a couple of things here on how do you enter into the kingdom of God. You want to know how you enter in? How about that? We're going to find out how you enter in, and then we're going to finish with what are the benefits. So how you enter in is you must be born again. Is that right? Jesus told Nicodemus, unless you are born again, you'll can, you cannot see the kingdom of God. So you need to be born again. Second thing is, repent and believe the gospel. Mark 1.15 says, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. What does repent mean? Turn away from your sins. Oh, pastor, we don't have any sins. Oh, okay. I'm oh, sorry. I must be at the wrong church then. <laughs> repent means turn around. What does that mean? You're going one way. And then you say, oh, I'm going to turn around and go the other way. So those things that you're watching on the Internet, those phone calls that you're making that you're not supposed to be making, those desires that you have that you're not supposed to have, repent and enter into the kingdom of God. Amen? Matthew 7, 21 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father... So you enter in by doing the will of your father, doing those things that he's called you to do. The closer you get to him, the more you know his will. I know with my wife, you know, some people say, well, how do you know the will of the father? Well, I know the will of my wife. There's certain things that I know that she likes and she wants to have done. If I do them, I'm in good graces. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If I ignore, the Bible says to dwell with your wife according to knowledge. And just the other day, I did something. She said, oh, you know me, don't you? I go, yeah, of course. I've been taking notes. <laughs> I come from the school of hard knocks in being married. <laughs> but I think all you ladies, probably and men, but ladies, you should come with a little pamphlet, a little book, a manual. I like this. I don't like that. Don't ever do this. <laughs> and God forbid if you do that. <laughs> you know, Gary Small... Yeah, yeah, men, men have, they, they, they have their own little, you know, you know they, my wife looks at me, well, how did I know <laughs> that you didn't like that? Well, read my face. No. <laughs> Gary Smalley, who was an authority on marriage, he, uh, his wife was ready to leave him. I mean, he's written books and books on marriage. He's been a real authority. Everything that he learned, he learned from his wife. And he wrote it in a book, and now he's a great, you know, successful man. But his wife was ready to leave him. She had her bags packed. She was going out the door. He came in, and he said, where are you going? He, she said, I'm, I'm leaving you. He said, well, why? She said, I've told you a thousand times why. He goes, wait a minute. He sat down and got a piece of paper. He says, tell me one more time. <laughs> he started writing it down, started doing those things, and guess what? He got her back. He became famous by just listening to the wife. Hallelujah. Listen to the Lord. He'll tell you what he wants you to do. And then when you get to heaven, he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. 
So do the will of the Father for, become as a little child. What does that mean, childlike faith? Okay, these guys that were healing, you saw how he laid hands on that knee. It was so simple. It was just, okay, I believe you're doing it up in heaven, Lord, and I just pray that this kneecap be uh, attached. Become like a little child. The little child just believe. They're pure in their heart. They just love the Lord. Humble, uh, number five, humble yourself, Matthew 8, 14. Unless you humble yourself as a little child, you should not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Humble yourself. We have a big problem with pride in this world, don't you know? Everybody, like... Did, did you see the way she looked at me? Do you know what she said? I, I, I meant she dissed me. They, they don't give me any respect. You know what? You've got to go through that. I've got nieces and nephews that don't treat me right. <laughs> and am I going to be stooped to their level and just do the things, you know, the way they do them? Or am I going to humble myself and say, you know what? I love you anyway. I'm going to give to you anyway. My own niece, who probably doesn't really talk to me hardly at all, she wanted to go on a trip to Europe to play volleyball in, uh, in, in, uh, in Europe. And so we gave her a lot of money to go. And my wife and my son are scratching their head. Why are you giving her all that money? Because I believe in her. I'm wanting her to go. I wanted her to enjoy it. I wanted, this is a crucial time in her life. And now she's getting the offers to go play in Europe, which is what she wanted to do. But the Lord impressed upon me, don't be, you know, just prideful and, well, she didn't talk to me. She didn't treat me right. But that opens up doorways by showing yourself humble. Then first and six, of course, seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness and what? All these things will be added. So if you don't have the things that you want, guess what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now the last thing, the benefits that we have in the kingdom of God. Great benefits. Oh, what a benefit package we have. First, we have protection from the world, from the devil, from the circumstances. Amen? My wife had this lady at work, and she's been working there three years, and this lady cusses like a sailor. Can you imagine that? Pretty lady, too. You wonder, like, why? What's in there? Anyway, she's 40 years old, never been married, never had a child. She had a great desire to want to have a child, and it looked hopeless for her. There's no way. You know, she, she had, you know, dates that were not right all the time. And so finally, all of a sudden, somehow, some way, she met a Christian man that loved her. He works for, um, what's that guy in, in uh, Saddleback College? Saddleback, uh, yeah, yeah. Rick Warren, yes. And so she married him. Now they're... Uh, together, but he's traveling a little bit. So she comes to my wife and says, and my wife has never been able to really minister to her, says, I get so worried when my husband's away. I, I, I'm, I'm concerned about what's going to happen on his flight, what's going to happen when, you know, he's traveling. And she says, baby doll, <laughs> trust in the Lord with all your heart. And so she gave him Psalms 91, to believe that his angels have charge over thee, they'll keep you in all their ways. Don't fear, but have faith that God is watching over her because she's waited a long time, 40 years for this husband. She doesn't want to lose him in a plane crash or anything like that. So my wife was able to minister to her because she didn't correct her all the time about her language. She didn't say anything, you know, although she knows she's a Christian. Now they want to go out to eat with us and spend time with us because the kingdom of God is at hand. Amen. 
So Psalms 91 says, the angels give charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. And Matthew 10, 29, amazing scripture. It says, are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and not one of them falls to the ground except for your father knowing in heaven, and it, let it be his will. In other words, nothing happens on this earth without God being notified of it. And if you're in the kingdom of God, you got the benefits of God, you got the protection of God, you're in the union, amen? <laughs> God's watching over you. And nothing can happen unless God gets, gives his approval. But if you're not on the radar, if you're not you know, involved in the kingdom of God, God's saying, I don't know that person. You're on your own, you're outside. For instance, if you tell your children, don't go outside because it's raining, and they go outside and they get wet, whose fault is that? It's their fault. If God says, stay under the protection, and you go out of the protection, whose fault is that? that God, is that God's fault? No, it's your fault. So that's the uh, protection aspect. We have rights. We have rights. John 1.12, I like this scripture. As many as received them to them, he gave the right to become the children of God. We have a, a right to become in God's family. We, we, we all of a sudden now, we, we're God's family. God being the dad, us being the sons. If you had a dad that had everything in this earth, if, you, if your dad was Nelson Rockefeller, you think you'd have any problem in this world? I don't think so. Financially anyway, right? But we got a God in heaven that knows everything and has everything, and we, he's made us his son. So sometimes I just cry out, Daddy, I need help. Daddy, 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 Daddy. You know how you cry out? You ever cry out for Daddy? It doesn't matter, you know, your prayer life. doesn't matter how good you've been, but Daddy will come and help you. Amen? Amen? We have a right. Ephesians 1.18 says that we may uh, know the hope of our calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. We've inherited something from Jesus. Isn't that nice? This is good news. This is good shouting material, isn't it? I know you might be getting a little tired, but let's look at this. We got protection. We're covered. We got rights. You know, I know my rights. Like in the union at, at work, if they try to come against me, I got rights. You can't, you know, so I'm late. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, I <don't, laughs> so I don't do my job correctly. That don't matter. <laughs> I got rights, baby. <laughs> you don't like me? I got rights. They can't just fire me. Okay, then we have privileges, Mark 7, 27. It says, let the children be first filled and do not throw the children's bread to the dogs. So we have a privilege of having healing in our body. Deuteronomy 8, 18 talks about that he gives us power to get wealth, ability to get wealth. That's a privilege. God said, I'll, I'll help you get wealthy. Then we rule on earth. Matthew 18, 18 says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This is a lot of responsibility, isn't it? That God's saying, you speak, you call it, the way you want it to be, and I'll back you up. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I like this. And the last thing, etern this is the best thing right here. Eternity in heaven. What kind of a privilege and benefit is that? No matter what happens, no matter if you messed up, if you didn't do well, whatever happens, you have eternity in heaven. In 2 Corinthians 4, 14 says, whom God... The same God who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise you up and present him unto yourself. 
Is that good news or not? Are you ready to sign up for the kingdom of God? <laughs> you didn't realize you had all these benefits, did you? All these privileges that God says, you know what? I've adopted you. I've called you. I've given you a contract, a testament, a belief that if you just follow me, watch over me, watch me, I will protect you and guide you. So let's, let's pray right now. Father, I just thank you that we have an ability to come to you and to see you work in our lives. We rejoice, Lord God, because we have you, that we have all these rights, protections, privileges. We have eternity. We have safety. We have provision. Thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. And I want to ask, is there anyone out there that says, you know what, I haven't signed up for the covenant, the kingdom of God. I've been away from it. I've been out of it. And I need to have that covering over my life. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand and we'll make a, a profession of faith right where you're sitting. And you say, well, you know, I, I, I accepted the Lord in my heart, but I haven't been, I see those hands. I accepted the Lord in my heart, but I haven't been living for him. I want to repent right now, as the Bible says, repent and believe in the gospel of the kingdom of God. If that's you, just raise your hand. We want to pray over you too as well. Amen. Praise the Lord. I see those hands. Okay, let's pray together. Say, Father God, let's all say it. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I heard about your kingdom, how you've blessed those that come into the kingdom. I want to be a part of that blessing. So I repent from my sins. I call you to be Lord of my life, to rule and reign in my heart, to cause me to do good and to seek after you. I ask you for your precious Holy Spirit to come in and fill me now, to do the things that you've called me to do. In Jesus' name, amen.